Are you ready? Small minded, I 
Well, I think that students do have a lot to face in choosing a college, and I'm not sure how um, particularly our black kids are being guided. I, I mean, I, I think that's highly realistic. If you don't, if you're a, a guidance counselor and you're looking at stats and you don't know anything about HBCUs that you might want those uh, students that are making, you know, have higher GPAs to go to a bigger university, but the advantages of going to a black college is something that's ne necessarily on paper. You know, when you're in an environment where you're loved, where there are people like you around you, where you see your professors, the pre president of your school achieving, it gives you something that you may not get at another university. I have a lot of friends whose kids went to small, I mean not small, but expensive private schools. Sometimes there weren't a lot of black kids at their schools. And they chose to go to an HBCU because they wanted that experience. Not just the academic experience, but one of family, culture, history. We already know we're not getting taught our history. I mean, already. you already know that, right? Right? Okay. We're hoping y'all read some extra books on the side. <laughs> Uh, you know, we just go Harriet Tubman, George Washington Carver, Martin Luther King. Right. And we leave a lot of information out, especially politically, and especially with what's going on in this country. And y'all are getting ready to vote. And vote. you need to know the history of this country so you understand what's going on right now. Okay. And part of what, what made the show so great, you know, centering on an HBCU, were all the hot topics that you took on. Sure. I mean, yeah. homelessness, HIV, date rape. That was Debbie Allen, our fearless leader. We were yeah. so lucky yeah. to have her as a director. And <laughs> but you have to understand that not just Debbie Allen, but behind the scenes, we had black writers. We had black female executive producers and creators. And this was really something for all of us to be a part of and all of us to see. And those topics that everyone got to learn from and appreciate were met with great resistance. You have to understand that when we did the AIDS episode, all sponsors pulled out and we proceeded anyway. So it was a very revolutionary show. It was the, the shift from our first season, which was executive produced by Ann Beats, where they literally put a pig nose on Lisa Bonet. Uh, if there's, you know, and it still didn't work. It, you, know, yeah. you can't fight the beauty of. Yeah. It, it was. It was. It was focused more on relationships and boys chasing girls as opposed to what a substantive college experience looks like. Yeah. When I was a freshman and I walked the first day on campus in Syracuse, I walked right on the yard and there was a protest of apartheid. Yeah. The Student African American Society president was an alpha, the president of La Rasa, and, and I was like, oh, oh, watch out, see? That's what I'm talking about, but that's what college is about. Even from our experience in school days, it started with a protest. That in, in colleges where young people develop their own political sense of self yes. and learn about the world and, and, and express themselves in ways that were not portrayed in our first season. So our whole staff with Debbie Allen in, in between season one and two, they went to Howard. They went to places where they could encapsulate the true experience of a historically black college and university. And that's what our show ultimately became. 
and, and some of the topics you took on match what we're seeing going on today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So times have not changed. The correlation yeah. is, is amazing. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't change. The, the police issues, uh, uh, if you want to talk about uh, war issues, all of these things are still, you know. Because did you two get arrested? Yes, we did. Yeah. Ron and Dwayne were arrested. That is correct. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but 
the union of nations. Yeah. What came out of what you said too is find something that you love. Yes. Mm -hmm. Your desire, guys. Yes. Your desire, what you love. Willing to do it for free. Yes. Because remember, you're going to be doing this for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. So do something you love. Mm -hmm. Also, sometimes we're, we're good at things that um, we learn, we, we grow to love. Yes. Like, like my daughter um, loves writing and and uh, history, but she's great in math and science. I don't know where she got it from, because I haven't been talking to her about math since second grade. I'm like, okay, you got this. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, she doesn't understand why she makes A's in calculus and wow. trig and all this stuff. That's I'm like, well, that's beautiful. Don't knock it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you can grow to like something that you're good at. You know, and maybe the things that you're good at in life aren't as flashy or showy. You know, maybe they're more subtle. But best believe you'll be that CEO that's, that's right. hiring that, you know, that's retired right. athlete that you went to school with. And that's what's also great about That's what's also great about a college experience. You don't have to declare a major right away. You have time to sample to look and see all the other disciplines to find out what you may like. And it, it's a cliche, but when you find something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. That's the truth. 100%. So, so, so oh, don't get me started. So go ahead and ask the next question. But it's true. Instead of looking for a job, you look for a career that's purpose-driven. And then you will exceed your wildest expectations. And you're an example of the balancing act doesn't doesn't end when you become an adult. Uh, you're the, the voice of the green in the baby. For 20 years, yes. I've been doing cartoons uh, since I was 12 years old. My father was, uh, may he rest in peace. My father was a great voiceover man in Canada. I had my first cartoon, I was I think 11 and a half. I did the voice of Penny from Inspector Gadget. continue to do voiceovers ever since, but I, I just wanted to mention a little something about Freddie Law. I just wanted to say, you know, God bless the freaks, and the freaks shall inherit the earth. <laughs> you know, and, I, and I also wanted to say one of the beautiful things about college is you're exposed to different aspects of us beautiful brown people. Yes. Yes. Freddie was an image, Freddie was an image that I think young women possess, but they'd never been given the permission to be. She was 100% herself, a pariah, unique, and she wasn't afraid to let her freak flag fly and be who she was was and it didn't matter that everybody made fun of her because it was authentic and it was her truth and I believe when I consider Freddie that she made a great deal of change on the campus and spread a great deal of change in the world I have women come up to me all the time and say I was different I didn't fit in and now I'm proud of it because here's the thing you can't help but be different you all are that's just a fact
touching that. Did you add lib that last part? Was that? Oh, oh. we can remember. Okay. Uh, let's say yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that was who? because you can do it better if you do it early. Um, I always remember trying not to stress around finals, which seems uh, you know, impossible to do. But time management is always important. It's interesting, the, the scene with, with Kim, where she had every 10-minute block laid out, although that may have been over the top. What I always found, the more organized you were, the more prepared my schedule was, the better I could study because my mind was clear. If, if you are organized and disciplined, it makes learning more difficult. So for me, I always thought around finals time, I needed to know where I was going to be, what time I'd hit the library, how much time I had, when I planned to eat, and when I come back, and then I could knock it out because I was clear, focused, and ready to go. So that was I, I have a also too, a, as actors, and I do this, um, envision that whatever you're going for, if you're a doctor or lawyer, you're that already. Yes. Have it in your head already. It helps. That's right. And go in knowing. So you're going in knowing. You already know the, you know the, you've done all your studying and everything. You've taken it in, everything, going as if you've already passed the test, and you are that doctor and lawyer. It works. Promise you. It, it does. I even remember sitting in my grandmama's house in North Richmond, California, and a different world came on, first season. And my aunts and uncles said, Girl, you should be on that show. And I said, I already am. And wow. Yeah. 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 What is, uh, tell me some of the things. I know that both of you mentioned that you hear from people every day saying the show is the reason why you went to college. All of us. All yeah, of us. Which is, which is Wonderful. What about some of the other, some of the other feedback that you get from people in terms of how it made a difference in their lives? Yeah, I um, I run into very successful people. Yeah. Who the show happened to come on when they were 13 to 14 years old. Mm -hmm. So as they watched us go through college, they went through junior high school and high school, and by the time the show was done, they were ready to go off because they. Had been inspired. Yeah. Like me, I didn't I didn't have that inspiration. Yeah. Right. We had JJ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Years and inspired me to go. I need to know 
Sorry to say, but I didn't know black colleges existed. A lot of people didn't. Mm -hmm. That's what these shows did. I yeah. mean, and a lot of people think there are only three of them. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all brothers. I also want to say something about brotherhood and sisterhood that Different World really showed. Because we saw with Ron Johnson and Dwayne Wayne a real strong, powerful friendship. And we saw with Freddie and Whitley and Kim three very different women who were diehard sisters. You know, support your local girl gang. I mean, but what you saw was friendship, and I think a lot of people, you know, who were at home watching the show thought, you know, I, I want to go to a school and make a real lifelong friend. I want that experience. I want to know what brotherhood and sisterhood is about. There are so many things to gain from college, and I love that Different World exposed all of these magical things. And you get to see the characters fail. Yes. You know, and struggle with things, with obvious issues that it was so well written that nobody, it wasn't like, oh, this is the good guy and that's the bad girl and she always says the right thing and this one always does the wrong thing. It was depending on where we were and where our characters were, you get to watch them grow up and actually struggle through things. You know, one of the episodes that Kadeem directed was about um, Jada Pinkett's character, um, Lena, dealing with her homies coming to visit her on campus and saying that she's not Tupac! Tupac, R.I.P. So to be cool, you can't be educated, basically. What are we saying, right? And watching her balance that, that's very real. You know, the peer pressure of, oh, you're a sellout. You know, she might slip and say a big word, you know, and go, oh, you think you're better than us. But, you know, dealing with how to stand up for yourself and understand other people's insecurities too. I'm not leaving you. I still love you, you know, but this is what I need to do for myself. I've had an opportunity and I'm going to take it. You know, it's very difficult at 19. I have, to, I have to say this too, we're all family, right? Oh yeah. We're family? Ready? Alright. This is what I love about this different world. It's like we're all different shades and we all love each other very much. But what I got with people coming up to me and saying, you know something? She's the black one on the show. People, we're all black. Yes. That's true. I'm the dark skinned one. But we're all black. And I remember going down, going down on Wall Street somewhere, I think. Um, and this lady came up to me, beautiful little girl. And she's a different world. And then the little girl said, Mommy, that's the black one. You know? And she didn't know. She didn't, no harm was done. But I did set her aside and said, Listen, you're, you know you are black, little girl. <laughs> You're black too, Molly. Yeah. <laughs> but we have to get over it. I think that, you know, we're different world. We were different, we were just all shades, and we respected each other's, you know, our space and our love. We just love each other. Look at this, we're all different shades. Even you, my beautiful one. Oh, all different. You. <laughs> you know? I, I would I'm gonna add to that. Yeah. What I really liked about the fact that our cast was so large. Oh. College leads to successful people. And to the extent that they talk about a historically black college or university is not reality, many of us feel when we go into a professional setting, we may be the only black person in the room. Right. And when we are, that we represent all of black America. What a different world showed was that the black community is not a monolith. 
you saw every different opinion from the military to Mr. Gaines, who was old school. that are all real in our community. Yeah. And that was really important. I remember even in the AIDS episode, AJ's character said something about, let me out of here, don't, don't kiss me or don't you know, touch me. And that spoke to the real concern that existed in the 90s about what would happen if you came in contact with HIV. Mm -hmm. That was real and we were allowed to show that on national yeah. television. And with Don's character, Jaleesa yes. being an older, student and going back to college. I mean, now I laugh saying that 26 is older. Oh, to be older. Oh, to be older. But, um, you know, and then really being a mature woman and making a decision when all these kids were still, you know, having pizza night and pillow fights and trying to figure out what she, you know, just the dichotomy of the inner human conflict in families and in the dynamics of our society. I think I love that we were able to show all that because we had such a diverse group of actors and talent and they used that. I mean, a lot of black shows, everybody talks the same. Right. Right. Yeah. Now do you, do all you and your friends talk just alike? No. Write something different for Boo Boo when he's talking. Boo Boo shouldn't talk like Shaniqua. Shaniqua shouldn't talk like Layla. And Layla should, okay? Different characters, not all one thing. You know, and everybody don't react the same way. And it's hard because sometimes, you know, young people watch that and they think that is acting. It's not. <laughs> they think they're not acting unless they're, you know, yeah. adding some sauce to it. Let's find a way to do this scene, the same language, the same tension, but try to play it a different way. Well, just to be authentically represent everybody as we are. We're such a diverse people, and to authentically represent ourselves. Right, yeah. and show them how to, how to resolve conflict. Yes. Other yes. than pulling out each other's weeds. Thank you. Me about her buddy from New York from who got cast in a movie named Kadeem. I was like, oh, 
Kadeem, huh? All right. <laughs> she kept telling him, my buddy Daryl got cast in school day. He's like, yeah, Daryl, okay. So our only recording experience with the record, Spike called us all in and on, he used the butt. There's a, you hear all this background noise, everybody's going, hey, and all the, oh, Leo. Well, that was us. We went into the studio doing all that background noise, and that's where Kadeem and I met. From that point on, when we went to Atlanta, I will tell you, he's a gamer. He got introduced to Nintendo yes. by me. Yes. I got introduced to Public Enemy yes. by him. Yes. <laughs> we have been brothers ever since. So, you know, our love of Nike, our love of each other, it was not difficult to portray on screen because it's real life. And the only thing is we've never had a fight, ever. Well, one time, basketball in between sets, in between scenes, anytime they gave us a break, we'd run to the back of the lock and we'd play one-on-one, -on -one. and I'd murder him. I would... <laughs> Look, he, he, he is undefeated. undefeated. I'm like, oh, for a thousand. <laughs> never beat me. And one day I was putting it on him so bad that he started following me hard, and, and you know, we just got chested. But that was as close as we got. Like brothers, that was as close as we ever got to. But he hit me so hard that I thought he was trying to hurt me. <laughs> the, the, the greatest thing about that is he's never beat me. I mean, I've never beat him. That's all true. Now, if you go back to the scene that you just showed a minute ago, see already. Uh, the, the, the fight there between he and his buddy who thought he was deficient for going to an HBCU. Well, at the end of that, we're playing basketball. And we had been rehearsing it all week because he t kept telling me he was gonna block my shot. So we rehearsed it all week, and every time I put up a shot, he blocked it. But then right before we went to tape, I said, before I took the shot, I said, Isaiah Thomas and Magic Johnson. I leaned in to kiss him. I kissed him and threw him off. I ran by him and dunked him. Uh, it is exactly what you just said. I, I, to this day, the, 
the brothers that I pledge with are still some of my closest friends. My college roommate and my sans is still one of my best friends. These are relationships that I, I made for life. It informed uh, everything I did with school days. You know, I, I was, I left college to audition for that movie and that's what launched my career. So college has infused everything about what's been most important for the single moments of my career. I remember the writers came and asked me when they were crafting this episode, this storyline, you know, would Dwayne pledge? And I was like, no, not even, because I didn't want to go to college, didn't understand that, the, the, the seriousness of it, the, you know, that was a serious thing. And on the other hand, he actually, so it was easy for them to write us on opposite sides of it because, you know, that's my boy, I'm gonna give it a shot. And once they start making you take showers together. And <laughs> so true, yeah. so exactly true. Uh, it, was, it was not for him or his character. Well, we have one more clip, and this one focuses on Dwayne trying to decide what you're gonna do after graduation, trying to decide with Marvel. Yeah, right. Oh. I feel it's very important that you trust your intuition. I feel it's very important that you have your own back. And I feel it's very important that you are yourself unabashedly because there's only one you. And if it's getting into college, if it's getting that job, you have to be yourself. It is what is going to make you stand apart from everyone else. And for the rest of your life, what would it be? Very important. Vote. Yes. 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 I'm going to tell you something. 
after the Civil War, what yes. happened with the government, gained rights and full rights back. Look at the Harlem Renaissance. Look at periods of time that you may or may not be taught, be taught in school. Uh, read our philosophers and great thinkers like Booker T. Washington, W.B. Du Bois, Marcus Garvey. Yes. Listen to our poets and our rappers as well. Um, and as Whitley, I would like to say, you can never be too skinny or too rich. Yeah. 